Kicking and Streaming Podcast is brought to you by Cafe 1804. Premium Haitian coffee now available online at cafe1804.com. That's cafe, K-A-F-E, 1804.com. This is Kicking and Streaming Podcast, a binge watcher's guide to streaming movies, TV series, and stuff. Here are your hosts, Graham and Jocelyn. And hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Kicking and Streaming Podcast. My name is Graham and with me today is of course the very fantastic, the greatest co-host everyone has ever seen in their whole damn lives. I'm talking about Jojo. Hello Jojo. Howdy do. <laughs> we can't live without the, the weekly how did you. <laughs> It's tradition it at is, this point. <laughs> it is a thing. It is definitely <laughs> a thing. We did not intend to make it a thing, but it became a thing, and we it like it. That's, huh? the, that's the best way that things being, become a thing. It's <laughs> <laughs> organic and just happens. Fantastic. Uh, so today we've got a sort of like an, a special episode a repeat of something we did last year at your suggestion, Jojo, wasn't it? Yeah, it was uh, me. My fault. <laughs> it was streaming bloody murder. Yes. <laughs> uh, I, I always like doing this show precisely because I get the opportunity to do the weird laugh and no and one feels weirded out about it. <laughs> and you're very good at it too. Which is- <laughs> <laughs> so Jojo, is is Halloween a special thing for you? I don't know about that. I just really love the um the time of year and the kind of change of seasons and uh I don't know, the the idea of of people getting into exploring their own mortality or perhaps others' mortality and uh I don't know. It's just it's just a fun kind of year. It's also like one of the only holidays I think that's actually honest about itself. That is true. Um, <laughs> unlike others that wrap themselves in in, in other kinds of robes. Yeah. Uh, but ha- Halloween's pretty straightforward, you know. It, <laughs> it is what it is, and give me my fucking candy or else. <laughs> I think I like that. It is what it is. Give me my. F- Fucking candy or else. <laughs> that should be a thing. That should definitely be a thing and not only on Halloween. Yeah, 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 actually, I approve. <laughs> yeah, so in Latin America, in the Caribbean where I grew up, Halloween is, a, well, actually, I think I started discovering that there was such a thing as Halloween in, you know, when I became a teenager. During those days, the early days, the first two days of November, there are some celebrations around Latin America. I think November 1st, in terms of the Catholic Church, is the Day of All Saints. Okay. But it is also known in the Caribbean as the Day of the Dead, right? Okay. Uh, okay. And... Uh, I believe in in Mexico, it is also El Dia de Santa Muerte, which is also the day of the Holy Dead. So there are some, you know, processions and things that are done, masses that are said specifically for the dead, for, you know, remembering our deads. But the idea of decorating the house specifically to the theme of Halloween and going, you know, doors to door and getting candies and stuff like that. That 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 was something that we started seeing once we became more immersed in in American culture. And all of a sudden, I can remember in the nineties, all the stores in Latin America. I was living in the Dominican Republic at the time started to to basically have Halloween sales and stuff and selling decorations and things like that. I'm like, what what is this, right? <laughs> you know, all the clubs started having some special Halloween parties, which is when I started to realize, so this is a thing. <laughs> you know. 
And and I, I guess it became a thing because now, again, we were more immersed in American culture in the sense that we had cable, right? So if you could afford it, you had cable. So you watched quite a bit of American TV. And if all the shows that you watched on Nickelodeon and Disney and all of the little sitcoms that you could understand that you watched, during that time, they had special episodes of Halloween. So clearly Halloween was a thing. <laughs> but yes. you, when did you discover as a child, when did you discover Halloween and how, how did that, how did you work that out in your mind? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I will say that as, as a child, I don't think I ever had a, a typical Halloween as a, a normal uh, red-blooded American child. <laughs> but but my, my thing that I remember for, for family is that we always watched, it's the great pumpkin, Charlie Brown. Right. Yeah. There was a Garfield special that I can't remember the name of that was terrifying and also hilarious. And uh, I can't remember the name of that, but there was that one. And then there was one other cartoon and that was like must see TV and kind of like tradition, the closest we ever really got to tradition as a family. So that those, all of my memories as a child are tied up with television and cartoons. So, but mostly it's the great pumpkin, Charlie Brown. I love that one. I, I love the I can quote lines from it. So, oh wow, okay. <laughs> and it's you know it has a it's it's just it's awesome. So that's, yeah, for me, for me, for me, it was about television. For me, it was all about TV. And, and here's the crazy thing: like in, in the Caribbean, in Latin America, we did not associate scary movies with a particular time of the year. Gotcha. It was. It was more like, yeah, there's a scary movie on TV. We're going to watch it, <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> but again, like I said, as you become a teenager, you, you start getting it. It is, it's in a, it is an amazing thing. I don't know that there's any teenager growing up in Latin America who didn't have a time between 12 and 13 where you realize that knowing American things were cool. <laughs> you know, knowing something about American stuff was was the cool thing. You know, and and so you, you might remember I told you I grew up in Santo Domingo, living next to a movie theater. My yes. my my house was next to a movie theater, yes. and so we used to sneak up at, at the third séance, which is when nine fifteen p.m. séance. We used to wait for them to close the the box office and then just sneak in. So we always saw movies, you know, 15 minutes in. <laughs> <laughs> so we kind of caught up with whatever was happening, but it wasn't, you know, obviously 15 minutes into a movie, probably it is actually five minutes if you count all the previews and trailers and stuff like that. But if you're watching a scary movie, <laughs> in the first five minutes, probably some of the most important things in the movie already happened. Sometimes you know. that's the entire plot. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Depending on the movie. <laughs> it all happens in the first five minutes, and then the rest of it is just everybody's dying. <laughs> <laughs> but why is this dude killing people like that? Who are these people? <laughs> right. So that's that's what it was for me. But again, once I started to realize, oh, so this is about Halloween. I remember one of the first movies, and I don't know why this movie came about around Halloween time, was Gremlins. Ah. Do you remember that? I do. That was I like do. 1986, 1987. Yes. And like that movie wasn't wasn't scary. To me, it was just funny as hell. <laughs> Especially when one of the gremlins belted out singing New York, New York. Like that was like, <laughs> dude. <laughs> yeah. But after that, I started getting interested in going to Halloween parties, even though I was... 
young teenage where most parties I wasn't <laughs> I wasn't gonna be allowed <laughs> to go into. But I, I wanted to figure out what the hell happened there. So I think this entire preamble is for me to say that I don't necessarily have a bunch of movies that I like that are my Halloween classic. And so basically this entire podcast episode is on your shoulders, George. <laughs> <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> Well, I'm not. I'm not going to say that my choices. I, I haven't. What I've chosen to to talk about is I, I haven't really gone for like too much blood and gore and that kind of thing. To me, it, that's. I know that what's what it is for a lot of people, but for me, this time of year is more like, uh, as I said earlier, like thinking about mortality and thinking about things of of that that maybe other people don't consider all of the time and kind of the change in the atmosphere in the the actual atmosphere and weather wise you know it's 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 colder and there's misty mornings and it's just a time to watch I feel like things that maybe make you a little bit a little bit huh or a little bit oh god <laughs> so so yeah I, I I don't do the I, I'm not really into the bloody horror too much, so I'm sorry, everyone. I failed you already. Well, no, actually, we we had this, I had this conversation uh, during the week with my friend John because he was talking about you. Sure, you want to do horror movies because listening to you, la- you show from last year, it did. It wasn't really about horror movies, you, you know. And I'm like, yeah, well, which is the reason why I wanted to invite you because I think. Jocelyn and I are more into murder mysteries, mm-hmm. you know, as opposed, you know, more of the whodunit kind of thing, which are some mostly appropriate to watch at a time like this if you're not into, as you say, the gory, bloody, sanguine thing. And so for you, I said to John, who I know that is really into horror, you know, you would be, you know, the, the expert in the room. Alas, right. he couldn't make it. Ah. You know. Ah. Yes. yes. But again, I think I think what we are talking about here is really not it's not it's not necessarily not apropos of the of the situation of the occasion, is it? Yeah, I think uh I think maybe for yourself and I it's a little more atmospheric necessarily than than just straight out slasher movies. Not to yeah. say anything against that. It's just not my personal preference. No um, thing. <laughs> so, um, you know, if John had been here, it would have been great because we would have had, you know, different uh, views and different different opinions and different, you know, he would have had just certainly things to recommend that, you know, I might have been willing to, to give a watch because it's not the kind of thing I would normally watch. But I think, to for the show, you know, for the folks who are listening out there, if you're fed up with slasher fix and you're looking for something a little more atmospheric, maybe we're the show for you. Fantastic. So on that note, by the way, I'm still watching some of the things that you recommended last year. <laughs> I, I became a fan of a lot of the of the series and movies that you 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 recommended last year, and I went like I went for it, and I had a lot of fun. <laughs> I'm still having fun, you know. I remember. I think I, I discovered Miss Marple, <laughs> uh, thanks to you during that episode, and uh, I, I don't rewatch a lot of things, but I find myself rewatching Miss Marple a lot. It's just <laughs> such a lovely series, and yeah. so I don't know. Everything about it, I feel, was perfect. And Joan Hickson. Oh my God, she 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 was she was born to play this <laughs> yes <laughs> she, she was born for that and so and, and, and so along the line of miss marple i've also discovered a lot of other british series that are you know murder mysteries like that obviously nobody could do murder mystery in terms of writing better than agatha christie but there's a lot of good writing there's a lot of good screenplays out there on the line along the line of 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 uh, and, and it's it's all about the fact that these are normal citizens who are not necessarily involved in law enforcement and cracking right. up cases that are like, you know, <laughs> that are 
flat out murder mysteries, isn't it? Yes. So yes. that's that's a fantastic thing. Yes. All right. So shall we, Jojo? Yes. <laughs> so what do we got for for us? What is the first recommendation you have today? So the first one I want to talk about is something that I think is maybe on the public mind at the moment because of a movie that Netflix just released not too long ago, just a few days ago, maybe a week. Rebecca. Rebecca. And Rebecca. Is that, is that the same as Becky with the good hair? I'm just, <laughs> I'm just, just a few minutes. No, it, no, it's not. <laughs> But Rebecca is a, so it's on Netflix. It's been just a couple, maybe a week ago. And uh, it's a beautiful adaptation of a book that I consider to be one of the greatest novels of the early 20th century. And this version, (laughs) the Netflix version, is beautiful and visually beautiful. It has beautiful actors and actresses in it. There is a wonderful performance by Kristen Scott Thomas as Mrs. Danvers, who is a very important character. But this is not the one I'm going to talk about. (laughs) Okay, okay. There was a Hitchcock movie that was made in 1940, and I'm not going to talk about that one either. That That one starred Laurence Olivier and Joan Fontaine. I'm sorry, you're starting to scare me. And a uh, an English character actress whose name escapes me. And this movie has been held as like one of the greatest films ever made, one of Hitchcock's masterpieces. Just a great movie. I hate the movie. <laughs> what is it called? I, it, it's called Rebecca. Oh, okay. Uh, it's called Rebecca. I do not like Hitchcock's version of the book at all. Um, I've never been a fan of Sir Laurence Olivier. I don't understand how he came to be the pinnacle of male acting at some point. Despianism um, and shit. I yeah, I don't. I don't get it. I don't understand. I've never liked him. I do not care for Joan Fontaine's performance in this at all. I think she was a very talented actress, but I think she was floundering in this. It was actually her first movie role, one of her first big movies roles. And um, I don't care for the character of Mrs. Danvers. So having trashed Hitchcock, and I love Hitchcock. <laughs> I, need to, I need to say this. I adore Hitchcock films. I'm not trashing it for that whatsoever. I just don't think it's his best work. Especially given the amazing material he had to work with in the book of Rebecca. In the book. Because the book is just fantastic. So, my favorite version of this is from 1979. And it stars the incomparable Jeremy Brett as Maxim de Winter. It stars Joanna David and Anna Massey. They're the three main characters in this. Okay, okay. It's it's a mini series that the BBC did and it's not perfect by any means but it is incredibly atmospheric it captures the feeling of the book it captures the ghost story uh that is is behind the idea of of the book it's just a fabulous portrayal of of this book it is only available on YouTube at the moment. It is tied up in a lot of copyright issues. So it's it, it, free, it, you free said to watch. it's from seven, 1970 when? 1979. And it's available only on YouTube? Available only on YouTube. It YouTube is TV still tied, or YouTube? Just, just YouTube, regular YouTube. YouTube. Just regular oh, that's, YouTube. That's weird. Yes. You do a search for Rebecca 1979, it will come up. And you can watch it on YouTube. I hope and someday it gets released either on a you know a streaming platform like BritBox or, or released on DVD. But at the moment, the only place you can watch it is YouTube. Um, I, I'm not oh. entirely sure all of the copyright issues that are going on with it. But if you can put up with watching it on YouTube, I highly recommend it. It is a great adaptation. So if you were to categorize uh, your recommendations in, in a numerical uh, fashion, what would this be? Your number one or your number five? Uh, for for what we're talking about today? Right. Uh, no, this would be number five. Number five. All right. <laughs> 
So this version of 1979 was, mm-hmm. dire- do you know who directed? It was directed by... Um, some dude. Some dude. <laughs> Simon Langdon. He was, uh, he did uh, the 95 version of Pride and Prejudice, which uh-huh. is, is much loved. Yeah, yeah. He did uh, he did Smiley's People, which was was good. He he's still directing. He did an episode of Foil's War, so he he's he has a he has a great pedigree behind great, him. Great pedigree is what we are looking for. <laughs> so Rebecca is only available on YouTube. Yes, and uh, who doesn't like YouTube? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, and, and to find it, you just do a search for Rebecca 1979 and it'll pop right up. And the crazy thing, the crazy thing about YouTube is that like when you have shitty internet, for some reason the commercials never slow down. But what you're watching <laughs> does slow down. <laughs> That's great, right? <laughs> it's like how do you manage to do that? Oh, so my internet is not good for what I'm watching, but your commercials it's, for commercials it's perfect. <laughs> Ooh, they go they go right through. <laughs> but yeah, so I'm I'm hopeful that some point in the future it will be available on a streaming platform like um Britbox. That would be phenomenal. Um yes. or or at least a DVD version of it. Um, you know, remastered and all that good stuff. Because it's just it's, amazing, it's, though. I mean, knowing that Breadbox carries everything that is BBC and ITV, uh, that it is not available on Breadbox is a bit of a mystery. So, but again, you say that there's quite a bit of uh, legal issues going on with it. So that might well be the case, isn't it? Yeah, from what I understand, from what I read, because I, I I check every so often to see if it's available somewhere. This is how much I love this thing. Oh wow! And and it's there's always red tape, and there was I think it was in 2015, I think, or maybe 2011. There was there was like a big excitement that that maybe something had finally been resolved, and we were going to get a version of it on DVD, and it didn't happen. So. Didn't happen. So hopefully, hopefully yeah. someday. But um, until then, you can watch watch it on YouTube, and um, it's it's very worth it. It's very atmospheric. The story is is fabulous, and you know you've got marvelous Jeremy Brett and Joanna David very early in her career, and Anna Massey, who is is wonderfully creepy anyway. <laughs> there you have it, Rebecca, at number five on JoJo's list of mysteries to watch yes. all right yes. then so uh we're moving along then what do you have next judge so next i'm i'm kind of easing us into <laughs> into okay. this is a movie called ghostwriter uh or i should say the ghostwriter and ghostwriter. it is from 2010 it is available on amazon prime and this is also based on a book. I read the book. <laughs> I read the book uh, and and loved the book and Nerd. thought this, okay, this would yes yes very much so, and and thought it would make a great movie, which I don't typically think about books, um, movie versions, but I thought this could be a really really good movie. Not obviously somebody else thought so, and they made Roman Polanski actually made this. And it stars Ewan McGregor and Pierce Brosnan, Olivia Williams, King Cattrall, Jim Belushi. And it is also a very, I'm going to have used this word too much, but it's very atmospheric. It's about a, a writer, an author, who is very, very successful as a ghostwriter to very famous and very powerful people. So when they write an autobiography, he's actually the one who's writing it. Right. He's writing it in their presence, of course, and with their blessing and everything, but but he's he's very, very good at it. And he's the man doing the work. He's the man doing all the work. He's the ghost. So he is tasked to finish the memoirs of England's former prime minister, who's played by Pierce Brosnan. And they essentially go to this island, I believe it's off the coast of Maine, to write this book. And he realizes that there is a very, very dark secret 
about the prime minister and that the prime minister probably should have never agreed to have any sort of biography, auto or otherwise, written by him. Oh. And there's some really horrible, weird, bad things going on behind the scenes. I'm liking this, Jojo. <laughs> I'm liking um, this. And so it's it's kind of your your everyday man, of course, very you know educated and very um, literary, intelligent in the in the form of Ewan McGregor suddenly finds himself dumped in the middle of something that is way over his head. And what happens? Like, when, do I want to be part of this? Do I want to be part of this? What am I going to do now that I am part of it? Yeah. And what should, what do I do with this knowledge? Because this is potentially world changing knowledge, you know, not just in the sense of political careers or in the sense of his career, but in the sense of, I think I've stumbled into something that I now have a duty to tell the world about. And do I follow through on that? Or am I going to end up at the bottom of the ocean? Right. <laughs> so, so like I said, it's 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 very atmospheric in the sense of there's there's fog and they're in the middle of nowhere and um, it's it's just a, a great little movie, a great little creepy movie to watch, and the ending is brilliant. It's, it's, I can see what you're saying about the atmosphere in the sense that you can't help but think of there's something quite cynic but also uh, creepy about Maine I've never yes. been to Maine but there is a uh, uh, do you know how like there is always this piece of land in between one country and another that is called like land of nobody yes uh, meaning that is so much on the border that no one can claim it but you know and I feel like Maine <laughs> is that between the United States and Canada <laughs> I, I agree. I agree. I've I've never been to Maine either, but I I agree. It has. I feel like it has its own mysticism or or something yes, about it. Yes, yes. There's something yeah. about this whole New England area that lends itself for mysteries and all kinds of weird stuff. Mm -hmm. But Stephen King lives in Maine, doesn't he? Or doesn't he set a lot he, of his works in in Maine? I know that's 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 exactly why I think there is like a fountain of creepiness, because <laughs> I do know that Stephen King lives in that in those areas. I, I I couldn't say exactly if it's Maine, but I know in some of the creepiest stories in books, uh, especially by American authors, somewhere somehow find themselves happening in those <laughs> in those areas you know i mean it's either it was in new orleans <laughs> or it was somewhere in the new england something something but yes uh having said that i think this is a movie that i want to actually watch now so i highly recommend it yeah, I highly recommend it. It's yeah, a, it's it's a very. I I don't think it made any sort of splash or anything when it came out in 2010. I think it kind of came out and quietly went away again. But it's it's very very much worth the time to watch. Oh yeah, I'm gonna I'm, I'm on it. In uh, today is kind of a good day for that, isn't it? <laughs> it is. It's kind of a gloomy day. It's yeah. a good day. But yeah, it's it's on Amazon Prime. So uh, the movie is called the Ghost Writer. The Ghost Writer. On yes. Amazon Prime or Prime Video, whatever you want to call it. Whatever. All right. The so, Amazon thing, what shows TV. <laughs> so that's on number four on JoJo's list. JoJo's list of creepy movies. I think that's what this, this episode should, call, should be called. <laughs> JoJo's list of mystery murders. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I did it for the second time Yes. It's going to be at least five times of that during the show. So. That's good. Bear with good us. Stuff. <laughs> Seriously, bear with us. <laughs> <laughs> right. So let's move on to number three. All right. So I'm going a little bit weird with this one. <laughs> you mean um, weirder? Weirder, yes. We'll go a little, a little bit weirder. 
So this is, I'm not sure how many people have heard of this movie or watched this movie. I don't know if it has like a cult following or whatever. So this one is called Delicatessen Mm. and it's from 1991. Oh. And it is from the director who did the much beloved happy movie Amelie. Right, of course, yeah. So this is a this is a French French film, but <laughs> it's it's a black comedy slash horror slash post apocalyptic film. Oh wow, okay. <laughs> now I now I get the I'm gonna go weird shit. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's about a butcher who um is who owns and runs a apartment building in post apocalyptic France. And he it's it's about him and about all of his different tenants. Mm-hmm. And the building is constantly in need of a handyman. And you would think, okay, he's a terrible employer. Uh, that's why. But the reason is actually because he's butchering them, the butchering handyman? the handyman and feeding them to his his tenants. Whoa, whoa. Right. Okay, so back up. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. It's, uh, it's, what? <laughs> How is it that I've never come across this movie, man? What? It's it's delightfully weird, and it's so much. It's terrible to say that a movie about butchering people is fun to watch, but it's a lot of fun to watch. Oh yeah, and it's it's. I read a review that described it as deliciously zany, and I have to agree with that. It's it's very very strange. But it's not so strange that it loses you and makes you go, I don't know what the fuck I'm watching, so I'm just going to stop. <laughs> it's it's just weird enough to make you go, okay, I don't know what I'm watching, but I need to see what happens next. Right, right, right. That, this kind, that kind of movie. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. So, so, yeah, so it's Delicatessen. It is French. So, uh, you know, we are talking subtitles here. Or I'm sure there's an option now to turn on. When I watched it, there was only subtitles, but there's probably a way to... Swap that if you if you want to, and then uh, it is available on Prime Video. Delicatessen. What what year was that movie from? Nineteen ninety one. Really. Nineteen ninety one. Oh, yes. I'm I'm pretty sure that movie is called Le Charcuteur in French. <laughs> Probably. You Probably know. yes. Uh, the Boucher or Le Charcuteur. Le Charcuteur. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I'm okay. So I'm gonna. Get on that one, man, because this it, is this is good. It has some very um, recognizable French actors in it. Is Gérard I'm, Depardieu in it? No, he's you know. not. <laughs> <laughs> I think he was. I think he's in almost everything that Americans made about France. No, <laughs> it's like Gérard Depardieu is everybody. And, and you would. I thought the dude that won an Oscar and never was seen again. For that little movie with the dog? Ah, uh, yes. Uh, Jean Desjardins? Yes. yes. What was this movie called again? Uh, the little movie uh, with the dog? The Artist. Well, yeah, I, I thought Jean Desjardins was finally going to retire Gérard Depardieu <laughs> for Americans, <laughs> given the fact that he won an Oscar on his first movie made for you know a wider audience. But that didn't happen. We still see Jean de, uh, Gérard Depardieu all over the place. Yeah. It's going to be sad when he dies for American directors and shit. Oh, my God. Who's going to hire now? Where's another French guy? Where, where could we possibly find another French guy? We didn't, bother know, to get, we didn't bother to get acquainted with the next ones. So <laughs> we are lost. Quick to Canada. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I know exactly why that's funny, dude. That's definitely the same French accent. But hey, man, whatever you do. But anyway, so what we were saying is that Gérard Depardieu is not on that. One, but it's still a French movie. It's still a French movie. There are there are recognizable faces with any French cinema. If you've seen Amelie, you're going to recognize a few faces because you know, kind of an actress studio, like a big family type thing. The the director did bring some folks in, right? And it's just it's it's just a fun movie. (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm like 
Okay, so I'm going to categorize these movies in terms of in in terms of in numerical order so that I know which one I'm gonna go first. So far, this is the first this is the one I'm gonna jump on first. So <laughs> keep them coming, I should say, okay. Jojo. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so what's next? All right, so what's next is this one's wackadoo. Oh boy. Um and uh I, I'm rating this one higher because I think it's a little bit more probably in the in the spirit of the season. So that's number three uh, on your list. Uh, Delicatessen, I guess, was number three. So, yeah, number three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Sorry. Oh. I forgot how to add or no. subtract hey. or both. I don't know. Happens to the best of us. <laughs> so, so, yes. Yeah, so this one is – I actually got introduced, I suppose, to this – one through the episode that we did about foreign language series mm-hmm. and movies. And uh, I, I would have never found this if we had not done that episode. Really? It is a Norwegian anthology series. And it's called Blood Ride. And it's on Netflix. Hmm. And it's a... a little bit of a throwback to things like Twilight Zone, Outer Limits, that kind of thing. But it has a very Scandinavian feel and twist on things, which is, is interesting. So, it, again, there's there's a, a, that, that atmosphere of, of, of oddness and deep forests and gloom and at the same time absolutely beautiful scenery and the juxtaposition of that. So this one, this one is good. It's a little bit wackadoo. Some of the storylines don't make a lot of sense, but it's it's fun to ride along with. And like I said, I feel like this one goes a little bit better with the, with the season. It is it is a little bit bloody, but <laughs> we'll take that. <laughs> but it 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 kind of blends the horror with humor, and it's it's weird. And wackadoo, but it is a lot of fun. It's difficult to explain anything that it's about without totally giving everything away. There is a twist in almost every episode, but it's a fun twist. And it's 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 called Blood Ride, but it is a fun ride. Blood Ride is a fun ride. Let yes. me ask you this, though. Being a Scandinavian, is it wrong for me to think that anything, any Scandinavian movie should have should feature at Ikea at least once? <laughs> Just... You remember, boom, just like one of those flash, poof, Ikea. Okay, boom, we'll move on. Like, does that, does that I, I make sense? I can't remember if there's, a, uh, if Ikea features in this one or not. I don't know. Uh, I don't, I, I, and I don't think I mentioned that this one's on Netflix. This one is on Netflix. Netflix. So no, yes. no, no Ikea. No, I don't think there's Ikea. Sorry. Okay, so. There might be um, Swedish meatballs at some point, though, I think. Yo. Okay, then. <laughs> I mean, at least we get something. Yeah. We get, right? We get something. Something stereotypical. <laughs> Do they put some furniture together at some point? I think they do. There you go. I'm watching. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, man, I'm telling you, makes me feel better. (laughs) This this one is is Norwegian, so we do have the subtitles, or um, Netflix does, it does offer it uh, dubbed. I I watched it with the subtitles because it was just, that's just what I do. But yeah, Sarah. And by the way, I I don't think there's anything wrong with the dubbing by Netflix. I've Mm -hmm. I've watched some dubbed up stuff. Like, you know, even though I'm fluent in Spanish, there are a couple of shows in Spanish that I actually prefer to watch uh, with the dubbing in English. Mm-hmm. And I think it all depends on what nationality is the dubbing. Oh, not necessarily the dubbing, but and what nationality is, is, is what country is the Spanish from, right? So so that that's why I do that. Like, there is, for instance... I love Colombian films and series, but sometimes there's it's a little too much Colombia for me in terms of accent. So I will change it. Let me listen to this in English, <laughs> you know. But 
but the dubbing by by Netflix, when Netflix buys a product that needs to be dubbed up in different languages, it is it is fantastic. Like uh, Casa de Papel or Money Heist has a perfect dubbing in English. And if you are fluent in Spanish and you listen to it in Castilian Spanish, you'd be like, well, these characters aren't as, as tough as they, appear to, uh, as they appear to be in English. So let me listen to this in English because, you know, they sound like, you know, they're, they're counseling you when they're yelling at you in <laughs> Spanish. It doesn't, doesn't quite make sense. I'm just saying. <laughs> All right, then. So now we move on to your number two in this series. What do we have, Jojo? All right. So so we have, uh, I don't have it as number two. I have it as my last one I'm talking about. Oh, dude. Seriously? I do. Okay, so that's number one then. So, because I've done uh, Rebecca and the Ghostwriter and mm-hmm. Delicatessen and yeah. Blood Ride. Oh, okay. So, so I, have, Yo, I have. Am I the one who forgot how to um, do additions? I, it's a, I, I don't know. Yo. It was both of us. We so, both forgot. My bad, Jojo. Will you, yeah. will you ever forgive me? <laughs> It'll be very hard. I'm so sorry, baby. You do I'm not. I'm. I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, that's a good one. That's in every parent's back pocket. Oh I'm God! Not, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's, let's do this. <laughs> So, so the, this last one is is one I, I this is one you may not forgive me for. Um, oh boy! So yeah, because I, I, I know this is one hundred percent not your thing at all. So I, I'm very sorry. Brace yourself, Graham. Yeah, I'm sorry, Graham. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> for I have sinned. Oh Lord. Um. So this is a. <clears throat> I'm not going to start out with a name. Okay. I'll tell you where it's from. It's it's on Netflix. Uh-huh. It is a series on Netflix uh-huh. that was inspired by a video game, mm-hmm. and it's called Castlevania. Castlevania, and it's about vampires. Wow. Yeah, I know. I, I sorry, didn't see that one coming. I'm sorry. I heard the Vania, and still, I, I didn't see that coming. <laughs> 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 Come on, oh, lay it on me, God. Jojo. <laughs> Let me see what you, what you got for me with this one. So this is one that actually surprised me that I enjoyed it and how much I enjoyed it. Because, uh, okay, I've, I've never played the video game. Uh-huh. And vampires are not really my thing either. Right. I, But this is very, very, very good. It is a, it's, it's an animated series and it's drawn in the anime style, but it's, it's not anime. It's not an, uh, an Asian production. It's just the style. It's, it's just the style of the drawing. There's three seasons of it. There's 22 episodes, but each episode is something like 15 minutes long uh, to 20 minutes long. So it's not a very huge commitment. And I found the premise of it to be very, very interesting. It is, it starts with Lord Dracula and he becomes fascinated by the intelligence of a human female. And it doesn't really go into that whatsoever, but they, they end up getting married. And this is set in the 1600s. And because she is incredibly intelligent and wants to help people, part of the reason why they start a relationship is all, at all is because she wanted information with him to help heal people. She wanted to know about being a doctor. And she knew that having lived for hundreds, if not thousands of years, he would have knowledge that was just not available to anybody else. So he helps her in her studies and... Of course, what would happen if you are someone who is actually able to heal people is you get burned at the stake. <laughs> right, because you're a witch, right? Yep, yep. So you're a witch. So she's, so she's burned as a witch, and um, this pisses Dracula off, and he declares war on humanity because he said she, she was the only thing 
good in the world that he'd ever seen and the world killed her. So he's going to, he's going to end them all. It's just going to wipe them out. I don't, I don't think I, I would, I would have, have ever dreamed of myself saying this, but I'm kind of with you, Drac. <laughs> <laughs> I know me too. Me too. Like, I'm like, you know what? That is a totally appropriate response. I, yeah. I I'm, I'm totally with you, man. Like, yeah, yeah. I feel you. Yeah. Drac. I feel you. Blair. If you, if you've got this, you know, wonderful companion who is is intelligent and just trying to help people and the people that she's trying to help burn her at the stake one of the most horrible ways you can die yeah i'm cool with declaring war on them if you have that ability no problem on uh, uh, (laughs) so this 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 so the series starts at that point and then just takes it from there the the story of the the war between them and the fight back between humans and the struggle between the the vampire powers and, and you know all the ancient vampires trying to take Dracula's power away from them. So it's a little soapy, but it's it's amazing to me how good the series is, how entertaining it is. It's very bloody, and it's again I think something appropriate for the season, but it's 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 very very good and surprised me. Because I, I started it thinking I was going to laugh myself off the couch, honestly. Because yeah, yeah. I saw that the first uh, see, uh, their first episode was like, I think it was like 17 minutes long. And I'm like, I can watch 17 minutes. And by the end of it, I was like, I got to start the next one. I got to yeah. the, start the Might next as well. one. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's very, very good. Yeah. I mean, the premise is, is, is fascinating. And I can see myself actually watching this, to be honest with you. So, I'm, I was I'm, yeah, I was surprised to find myself watching it. It it has a great voice cast too: Richard Armitage, Armitage um, Alejandro Reynoso, James Callis, Graham McTavish. So uh, the voice cast is great too. Yeah, every Graham I know has a great voice. You know. Yes. I'm not. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like, and 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 he's Dracula. So. Am I bragging? No, no, <laughs> but but I'm just saying, you know, because I'm not I'm not so much saying but saying. Facts so Graham McTavish is, is is Dracula. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah yeah yeah. Well, Jojo, I think I think you've done it. Uh, you know, <laughs> it's it's so terrible that every year somehow the entire thing uh, falls on your shoulder. And all I do is just pretty much go and watch whatever you say, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but I, I don't find myself just when I'm scrolling around, finding something mysterious or scary to watch, because I, I, I think it's a, it's a, it's a natural bias of mine. Like, yeah, no, a lot of things scares me because I'm from Haiti. <laughs> So I'm not I'm not gonna scared. I'm not gonna get scared. I'm just gonna just laugh my behind off. Yeah. So yeah. why why do that? Might as well watch something a bit more. You know, whatever. But I am interested in everything, every single one of the movies and series that you've recommended. And I'm gonna go ahead and do the deed. Again, this is the season for this kind of thing. So we're gonna go we're gonna go ahead and do that. I am ever so grateful to have you as co-host because you know your stuff, man. <laughs> that's, that's thank you very much for the compliment. I'm I'm, I'm glad that you're uh, you know you're your interested. Stuff. I'm glad. You you know you I'm glad stuff. that you're not not over there internally going, Oh my god, what is she talking about? <laughs> oh, get out of here, man. <laughs> why, Lord, why? Why did why, I why did Jesus. I invite her to do this again? <laughs> Nah, JJ, you are you you are magnificent at at all of this podcasting thing, man. I I don't want to do this with anybody else. So fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> but and so you have it. A list of five fantastic movies and series, not necessarily bloody, gory, scary shit, but good. Murder mysteries and some of it a bit, a bit, a bit bloody, isn't it? Yeah, but yeah. Cast- Castlevania and Blood Ride are, are definitely bloody. Delicatessen could be a little bit bloody, bloody, and uh, maybe a little more atmospheric in the terms of uh, Ghost Rider and Rebecca. Yeah. But kind of in the spirit of the things. So, 
Jojo gives you five choices, and uh, the choices aren't binary, so you can go through all of them. It's not an either or. Just watch all of them. And here's the thing. If you do have your own list of uh, things to watch during this period of the year, you can certainly suggest them. You can certainly go on and tell us, right? Why those movies are important to you, you know, are important to you in the sense of something to watch during Halloween. And you can do those comments either with us on Twitter or on Instagram. Also on our comment section in uh, the YouTube channel. So before we go, of course, we have to invite you to subscribe and, you know, hit the little bell so that you can get notifications when our new episodes are posted. That is if you watch, for those of you watching on YouTube. Yes, I watch I watch uh, somebody on YouTube who says you need to smash that bell. Smash it. Smash yeah. that bell. Yeah, hit it. <laughs> um, and so for you listening, the audio version of this podcast, you know, just so you know, we are on YouTube. But I mean, if audio version is, is your thing, as you've been, so fantastic. Tell us what you think and also join the conversation on our, our Facebook page. A group which is right there for you it's yes. kicking and streaming podcast facebook group so you'll find it uh, follow us on instagram follow us on twitter and on pinterest also you will find jocelyn on instagram as jocelyn podcast and for me you'll find me as mr putzetta m-r-p-u-z-z-e-t-t-a so for me and for Jocelyn, believe it or not, this is what is going to be here. It's a wrap, isn't it, Jojo? That's right. Right then. Thank you, everyone. Thanks, You've been everybody. Great. Yes. Bye. Thank you for listening to Kicking and Streaming Podcast. If you found value in our content, please subscribe and share. We would also be delighted to hear what you think of this podcast. So please rate us by writing a quick review on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast platform. Follow us on all major social media platforms such as Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Pinterest. Join the conversation happening today on our Facebook group.